Hello again, everyone. Welcome into Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay. So good to have you here. Bienvenidos, benvindos. Benvenito and bienvenu. As we uh, cover all the languages there, let's get into what's going on in the soccer world. Some really horrifying news out of France. Uh, yesterday, or rather Sunday, during the PSG Nance game, uh, it was discovered that Angel de Maria and Myra Quinos both were having their houses broken into during the game. Now, they both had family at the houses at the time of the burglaries. And so uh, in about the 62nd minute, Di Maria was substituted and he went off the field, immediately went straight down the tunnel and didn't even change his uniform. Uh, basically, the high and low of what happened was there were apparently two separate incidents of uh, burglary to the Di Maria and Marquinhos residences. Now, police are not saying that these uh, incidents are connected. It's not even the same group. Uh, it may be uh, the two groups were working independently, but did coordinate on when they were going to do the timing. It's, it's not known at this point. However, Di Maria did have his wife and two daughters uh, at the home. Uh, apparently, they were in the second floor of the residence. The burglars came in through the basement where he has a gym. Uh, they went up an elevator to the third floor where they knew the um, valuables were being kept in a safe. And apparently they made off with the safe. Now, this is what I'm hearing in, in preliminary reports. I haven't gotten any more details yet because this is still a working situation. Um, they were not hurt. They did not have confrontation with the uh, burglars. There was a report that Di Maria's family was being held hostage, but that has not been confirmed. And now I haven't heard anything more about that. As far as Marquinhos is concerned, his dad was home along with his two sisters, uh, Marquinhos sisters, that is. Now, the burglars did confront those, uh, those three. Apparently, Marquinhos' father was somewhat roughed up, but not really seriously hurt. The two sisters are, were locked in a separate room of the residence. Uh, as far as what, has being, uh, what was taken, as far as valuable and, and uh, money terms, Di Maria apparently lost about a half a million euros in jewels and other things. Marquinhos lost about 2,000 euros in uh, merchandise. So at this point, the French police are on the case. Uh, and let me tell you, I, I really have respect for the French police. They're very good. They know how to work the situation. They will be on top of this, and they will get to the bottom of whatever happened. So thank goodness that none of the family members were hurt, that everybody is safe. Uh, but, boy, Angel Di Maria has got to be rattled about this. By the way, uh, PSG lost the game there in Paris to Nance, 2-1. to one. So uh, just a horrible situation. You don't like to hear this happen. Uh, and, you know, when you're, when you're playing in a, in a professional sport where you're on display, unfortunately, there are people out there who want to take advantage of you. And this is a situation that's scary. Uh, I don't know how to handle it or what the situation might be or how the solution might be. Um, but at this point, uh, my, my best wishes go out to Angel Di Maria and his family. Uh, the guy's a class act. Um, he's just a real good footballer. And I hope uh, everything turns out okay. I'm just glad that his family wasn't hurt. Same to Marquinhos, the uh, Brazilian superstar. Uh, guy is a real nice guy and a great footballer. And uh, I'm glad that uh, his dad was not too badly hurt. And I'm glad his two sisters are okay. So let's hope that uh, this situation is uh, quickly resolved. And uh, those that are uh, responsible brought to justice by the very good, hardworking French police. Okay, moving on to other European football news. Now, the owner of Juventus, <clears throat> did he pour fire, or rather, did he pour gasoline on the fire? 
uh, with regards to Juventus. Well, here's the situation. As you heard uh, last week in in an incredible football game, if you watched it on TV, and I did, and I was on the edge of my seat from about the halftime, the end of halftime on, because it was just an incredible match played in Torino. Um, Porto eliminated Juventus from Champions League. The game went into extra time. Uh, Porto was hanging on by a thread. Juventus was throwing everything at them but the kitchen sink. But what I saw, which really kind of bothered me a little bit, was that while Juventus was putting all this pressure on Porto, Juventus seemed to be running around just a somewhat disorganized. There's a there's there's a fine line there where you're putting pressure on a team, but you're 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 doing it with you know good passes and a good open space movement. Then there's that part where you cross the line and then you're running around almost in, in almost a, somewhat of a circle. And that's what I saw with Juventus. I was kind of worried because I figured the way Juventus was playing that they weren't going to make that goal to, to break that tie. Uh, basically, Porto moved on because uh, they had more away goals than Juventus did, okay? Remember, the series started in Porto, and Porto won the game 2-1, to one, which gave Juventus only one goal on the road, but gave uh, Porto a 2-1 aggregate advantage. They go to Torino. The game ended up 4-4 in extra time, okay? It was quite a match for sure. So... When the game ended 4-4 after extra time, then you go to the away goals, uh, who got more away goals. And obviously, Porto got four away goals, and so they won on the aggregate. So um, Porto moves on. I'll tell you what, Sergio Conosal has done a great job there at Porto. He's a super uh, smart uh, tactician, and he's got this team playing uh, really smart. So Conosal is going to be taking this team to the next level. And I'll tell you what, let me, I can tell you right now, the fans in Portugal are just beside themselves because this is great to have a team from Portugal, uh, from the Portuguese league, to go this far into the Champions League, okay? And, of course, Ronaldo being Portuguese that he is, uh, being put on the sidelines, and he's, like, considered one of the, what, top three players in the world. Uh, this is really uh, amazing stuff. So we'll see how Porto makes it in the next round. By the way, that next draw is going to be this coming Friday at 6 a.m. Central Time, which will be 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, We'll see where uh, Porto lands and who they get uh, in the next round. But uh, the owner of Juventus is saying, basically, that um, it was a mistake to get Ronaldo, pay all the money that they paid for him, what, three years ago. Uh, I don't know about that. You know, Ronaldo's 36. Uh, He's still got a couple good years left in him. The man is smart. What I like about Ronaldo is he lets the ball do the work. Uh, He knows how to get to an open space and then knows when to get the ball in the open space. Uh, that's, why, that's what makes him so good and so smart. He's also got a great shot. So um, I, I don't see Ronaldo leaving Juventus, but from what I understand, rumors are flying, and Real Madrid wants him back. Now, whether Zidane and his group can pull that pull that off, I don't know. Uh, but we'll just see where it all goes. But keep your eyes open and keep your ears open, obviously, because Ronaldo may be changing addresses uh, over the summer, uh, as well as Messi, too. There are rumors now flying now that the end of the season is coming. There are rumors flying that Messi's going to go maybe to PSG. Oh, I can't imagine that, but anyway, uh, we'll just see where it all goes. So there are a lot of rumors flying about the superstars. We'll just see where they all end up. Okay, moving on to other games. Well, you know, we had another rivalry, another city rivalry take place this past week. And uh, I told you when this guy got hired down there at Real Betis that um, 
Pat Pochettino was going to make a difference, and my gosh, he has. Now, even though Real Betis lost the game to Sevilla 1-0 at Sevilla, uh, it, was a, it was a great game. It was a tight game, a well-played game, and uh, Real Betis is now showing that you know they are for real. Okay, They have come up another level from what they used to be, and uh, they may make it. If they play their cards right and get some good wins down the stretch, they could go to Europa League next year. And for Real Betis, that would be an amazing, un- incredible step for this team. So Sevilla right now, of course, have, did not do very well in Champions League this year. And, of course, they have owned Europa League. So will Sevilla end up in Europa League again, or will they stay in Champions League? Right now they're teetering in fourth place. In La Liga, Real Betis is in sixth. And uh, we'll just see where it ends up. But a great city rivalry has developed all of a sudden here uh, in La Liga between Sevilla and Real Betis. Of course, we've got Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid. We've got Atletico Madrid and Hetafe. Uh, we've got uh, Real Madrid and Barcelona, which is a, a cross-country rivalry, you might say, in the Spanish league. So uh, lots developing there. Uh, the Spanish uh, league is, is a fantastic league to watch, just a lot of fun to follow. Okay, speaking of uh, teams that are uh, doing very, very well, of course, Rangers up there in Scotland in the uh, Premier League of the Scottish uh, Premier League have won their, uh, won their division, won their uh, league, actually, uh, last week. Well, they're moving on uh, to the second round, or rather the uh, second part of their home-and-home uh, home thing with Slavia Praha uh, from Prague, Czechoslovakia. Now, Rangers went down this, uh, to Prague and did what they had to do. They got a goal on the road, and they came away with a tie. Okay, that's all you want to do at this point when you're on, and when you're in a situation like this, where it's a home-and-home home situation, and you're going to be getting the home field advantage. When you go to the away uh, place where you're playing, all you want to do is one, get that goal on the road, at least one goal on the road. Uh, but you also want to come away with a tie. Okay. You don't want to, you know, get, get, uh, buried or lose, you know, too, too bad, but, um, Rangers did what they had to do at Slavia Praha. By the way, I don't know if you know this Slavia Praha has been around in football for a long time. Can we talk being founded in 1892? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you didn't even know the Czech Republic existed in 1890. Well, actually, it was called Czechoslovakia. I think even before then, it was called something else, Prussia, maybe. Um, but uh, Slavia Praha has been around since 1892. Uh, this is a really storied franchise in Central Europe. Uh, back when we had the uh, Berlin Wall and communism in Eastern Europe and Western Europe, Slavia Praha was a force, along with uh, you know teams from Yugoslavia and teams from uh, from Bulgaria. So uh, Slavia Praha has been around a while. This is a good team, a lot of money, uh, good corporate backing. Rangers FC went down there, did what they had to do. So we'll see what happens when they go to the Ibrox this Thursday in Glasgow. Um, it'll be a 1-1 aggregate uh, on both sides. But of course, Rangers has that away goal. So what they need to do is, number one at Ibrox, shut out Slavia Praha. And number two, get at least a couple of goals. Uh, doesn't sound too difficult, but again, you're going up against a very, very good football team. Uh, the Czechs play beautiful football, and uh, the majority of the team is uh, from Czech Republic, and so uh, this is going to be a test for Rangers. They uh, they ran circles around the uh, Scottish League, as you know, and uh, this is going to be a test to see if they can go forward in Europa League. Now, speaking of another team that's in Europa League and maybe could do something, but again, they got their back sort of to the wall, and that's Manchester United. They were at home at Old Trafford this past week against AC Milan. 
and this is Europa League action, and uh, Man United can only muster a 1-1 tie. Okay, Man United now got to go down to uh, to uh, Milan to play uh, AC. This is going to be a tough match. Thank goodness that there are still fans not kept, uh, not allowed in the stadium there in Milan because that place rocks and rolls. The San Siro is a loud place. And uh, if you're an away team going in there and uh, AC Milan's got a chance to move on, I'll tell you what, if the fans were in there, that place would be deafening. Okay? So Man United's kind of got their work cut out for them. They've got to go on the road and pull this uh, one out. Uh, again, it's a 1 1 deal with AC Milan. It'll be this Thursday. And that will be on TV. We will have TV for you in a few minutes about that. Uh, another uh, note about Man United, new contract for the Frenchman, 18-year-old Hannibal Mifery. Uh, You've probably seen this kid play. He's got real long curly hair, plays midfield. He is an amazing talent. And uh, old Gunner is just as excited as he can be to have this kid under contract. Uh, 18-year-old Hannibal Mifery. Do not uh, forget that name. You will see it uh, eventually in other games. Okay, let's move on. Check the leagues. Mexican League, first off. Um, Cruz Azul continues on top, 27 points. Then America, 25 points. Santos of uh, Torreon, 21 points. They had a big victory Saturday night. Why do I call it big? Well, they played in Tijuana. Anybody who's familiar with Mexican geography knows that Tijuana is in the very, very far northwest corner of the country. I mean, you can't get any closer to the United States border. As a matter of fact, the airport for Tijuana sits on the American border, okay? That's how close they are. So when it's when you're flying from, say, Saltillo or Torreon to uh, Tijuana, that's a good three-hour flight. Uh, this game was played late at night, and uh, Santos uh, just did what they had to do. They came away with a one nothing victory there, hard-fought victory. So that's got them in the third place by two points over Rayados of Monterrey. Toluca's at 18, Atlas at 18, and then uh, the rest of the uh, rest of the standings are Puebla, Carretero, Mazatlan, and Tijuana, 7 through 10. Cruz Azul, though, still leading with America right behind them. That's a Mexico City duel. We'll see how that shapes up as the league goes on. Serie A shows Inter Milan at 65 points and AC Milan at 56 points. So guess what? Inter is pulling away from AC Milan. Interesting, huh? Yeah, uh, I'm sure the town is still probably, you know, finger-pointing and rivalry and all that, but it's nine points now separating the two top uh, teams, and so we'll see how that works out. Juventus at 55 in third place, so they're 10 points off of the lead, and uh, Juventus is running out of time and games. Atalanta at 52 points, and Napoli at 50. Roma and Lazio. Now, here's a city rivalry that gets very, very nasty, okay? These are two teams that play in the same stadium. Okay, and uh, Roma at 50 points, Lazio at 46. Hmm, going to come down to the absolute last game on that one, I think. And uh, Europa League bid is uh, involved there with Roma and Lazio, so they need to uh, see how that works out. Sassuolo at 39 points, seven points behind Lazio, then Verona 38, Udinese at 33 in 10th place. Udinese having a great last five games, 2-0-3. Um, Udinese, again, a team with a very small payroll, and uh, they're in 10th place in Serie A. Not bad. La Liga, Atletico Madrid, 63 points. Barcelona at 59. So Atletico Madrid, um, four points clear. Uh, Barcelona, Messi, if he's going to do it, he needs to get it cranked up now. He needs to get everybody together and say, look, this is it. we got him you know, moving into high gear. Um, Real Madrid is right behind Barcelona at 57 points. And trust me, 
Real Madrid is not happy that their crosstown rivals are in first place. Okay, six points clear. This has got to be, I mean, for Zidane, this is it. This is, I mean, we kind of put it into super high gear if Real Madrid's going to get up to the top of the table. Sevilla right behind them at uh, 51 points, Real Sociedad at 45, and then Real Betis at 42. So Sevilla is nine points clear of their crosstown rivals. Uh, and again, a, um, a, Europa bid, a Europa League bid is uh, on the line here. Real Betis would love to sneak up and steal a, a Europa League uh, spot. But again, nine points separate the two teams. We'll see how that works out with that city rivalry. Villarreal, Granada, Levante, and Celta de Vigo round out the top 10 in La Liga. Looking over to Bundesliga, Bayern Munich, 58 points, then RB Leipzig at 54. So Bayern Munich has even yet to uh, really pull away from Leipzig. Leipzig's been holding second place for a while in the Bundesliga. Good team there, and they're very strong, and so that's still uh, anybody's uh, title at this point. Wolfsburg, six points behind Leipzig at 48, but Wolfsburg, I'm just, my hat's off to Wolfsburg. Team with a very small payroll, and yet they're in third place in the Bundesliga. Wow. Just just shakes my head sometimes to think about that. And then look at Eintracht Frankfurt, right behind them. Here's a team that was usually in the middle of the table of, you know, in their history. Now they're in uh, fourth place, and they're looking at a Champions League bid uh, coming up next year. Wow. Okay, then Dortmund at 42 points. Let's talk about Dortmund for a minute and Mukoko. Remember I told you, now if you tuned in a few weeks ago to this broadcast, uh, you would have heard about Mukoko, the 16-year-old who's a great talent. Dortmund's got him along with uh, – Erling Holling and, uh, and Gio Reyna. Okay, so uh, between those, they have started to make a turnaround. Let's see how far Dortmund can take it. Uh, Dortmund needs to get at least a fourth place for a Champions League bid. Uh, I think at this point, with all the injuries they've got, you know, I don't want to say settle for second best, but, you know, a Europa League uh, bid would not be too bad. But again, they're shot their sights set number one on the top of the table, which they're running out of games because they're 16 points back. But they, uh, they've got, a, you know, maybe they've got a shot to get into that Frank, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt position there um, at 44 points. So, you know, maybe they can get put, put some wins together. But they got some great talent, young talent on the field. We'll see how that all shakes out coming down the stretch. Leverkusen, Union Berlin, Stuttgart, SC Freiburg, and Mönchengladbach round out the top 10 in the Bundesliga. League 1 down there in France, Lille continues to lead the league at 63 points. And then we've got um, PSG at 60, right behind them. And then Lyon at 60 as well. Monaco at 56. So that top four position there in Lyon is really tight. It remains tight, has been tight. Uh, Mar- or, uh, Mar- Marseille is in fifth place at 45. So they're uh, 11 points back of fourth place. So Marseille at this point uh, just needs to you know keep their foot on the gas and hope that they can come in with fifth place because fourth place right now is looking a little bit out of sight as it's disappearing down the road. Lawns at 45. They went 2-0-3 in their last five games. Mets at 42. Rennes at 41. Montpellier at 41. They went 2-0-3 last five games. Then Angers is in 10th place at 39. EPL, Man City continues way out ahead of Man U, uh, 71-57. Then Leicester City, Chelsea, and West Ham are all in the last next five. Coming up this week on TV, in uh, soccer action, some great games. Uh, this week, I know some of you are still at home because of the pandemic. You can tune these in. On the CBS Sports Network Tuesday, Real Madrid will be hosting Atalanta at the Bernabeu. Uh, Atalanta better bring their A game because playing in the Bernabeu is tough. And uh, Real Madrid is looking to move on. So uh, that's at 4 o'clock Eastern time. Real Madrid hosting Atalanta. Man City 
Uh, same day, Tuesday, is going to host Murchin Gladbach there at the Etihad up in Man in uh, Manchester. Galavision uh, for that telecast, 4 o'clock Eastern time as well. Now, on Wednesday, Bayern Munich's going to host Lazio. This will be a good game to watch because Lazio is, knows they're up back is against the wall. They're up against probably one of the best teams in Europe, if not the best. Okay, so Lazio is going to have to show something on Wednesday. That's Galavision at 4 o'clock Eastern time. Also, Chelsea will be hosting Atletico Madrid. <laughs> Not a bad game, huh? Right, yeah, I think, I think I'd watch that too. Uh, Chelsea hosting Atletico Madrid Wednesday. That's Unimas is the channel. U-N-I-M-A-S, Unimas, 4 o'clock Eastern time. On Thursday, AC Milan hosting Manchester United. Told you about that game. That's going to be a game to watch. That will be on Unimas, 4 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, that will be a game that will be very, very interesting indeed. Then also on Thursday, we've got Olympic soccer qualifying, and that involves the United States. Uh, the USA will be playing Costa Rica. That will be at 5 o'clock Eastern time on Fox Sports 1. So the United States needs to uh, show what they've got, and uh, they're playing on Costa Rica, which, of course, is always a team that gives us trouble. And the reason they do is because Costa Rica has been getting so much better over the past five years. Uh, even with CONCACAF and the, US, and the Costa Rica national team, uh, it's still a battle to go down there to San Jose and play, especially on a Friday night. Oh, my goodness, that stadium rocks. Uh, those people get really into it. So uh, luckily, I think they're playing in the USA for this qualifying game. And so uh, USA will get a real test against Costa Rica. That is going to be on Thursday at 5 o'clock Eastern on Fox Sports 1, U.S. Olympic soccer qualifying. Friday, of course, as I mentioned, the Champions League draw. They'll determine who the next uh, – uh, rivalries will be uh, going into the next round, which I believe will be the quarterfinals. And, uh, boy, it's going to get interesting now and get down to the nitty-gritty. On Sunday this coming week, we've got West Ham playing Arsenal. Unfortunately, no U.S. television, but that's a great uh, England rivalry there. Leicester City will be playing Man U in the FA Cup on Sunday. And uh, Celtic and Rangers will have their um, – annual battle, I guess you could call it. They play twice a year, uh, but because Rangers has already won the league, uh, this game really doesn't hold a whole lot of uh, importance as far as the uh, standings are concerned. But trust me, trust me, when Celtic and Rangers play, everybody in Scotland comes to a complete and grinding halt. This is the game there because this is the Battle of Glasgow, okay? So this will be played at Celtic Park. Uh, the Rangers, I believe, won the first match at Ibrox. So uh, Celtics got a little bit of payback to do. This uh, match will not be anything, will not be a sleeper because of Rangers having won the, uh, the league. This will be a game that will have a little bit of mm, tenseness to it, you might say. Uh, no, they will not be playing in kilts, but, uh, but there will be uh, some, some, probably some chippiness out there on the field. Very good. That's the way it looks in, uh, in sports, or uh, rather football for Europe coming up this week. Uh, you've been listening to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay. Thanks so much for tuning in. Muchas gracias. Merci beaucoup. Uh, muito obrigado. And uh, muito gracias. Um, I want to tell you that Lauren McClay is our executive producer, does a great job. John Dang handles the sound. And uh, DC McClay is in our ideas department. So we uh, might be with you next week because we're going to be in Florida. So uh, we'll see how the... Uh, whether it works out that we can um, maybe uh, do a broadcast or whatever. So uh, just uh, keep tuned. And in the meantime, 
uh, keep washing your hands. Uh, social distancing, very, very important. Uh, there are vaccines out there available if you so wish. I think we're getting this pandemic somewhat under control. Hopefully in Europe, it'll get under control a little bit quicker. So we'll just see how it goes. In the meantime, don't let your life have too many yellow cards.